86 Crappy Consoles Where is the Nintendo? We don't have a Nintendo. We got a ColecoVision plugged into the black and white TV. Oh my god, this is like a third world country. Well hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Two Geeks, Two Beers with me Tom and my nostalgia loving pal Morgan. Good day. So, I will say brand new episode, I mean obviously, I mean, I don't know how we... Yeah, as opposed to a, a partly new episode. I always assume you're saying that because you don't know which episode number it is. <laughs> I do that as well because you know we yeah. sometimes change it later, and if I've edited it in, and then I've got, ugh, I've, I've had that problem before. I've had to edit in a number, mm. edit out a number. Anyway, boring. Anyway, this time I'm taking the reins. And it's, uh, and it's and we're getting off. We're episode. getting off to a, a killer start. <laughs> I have to say, this is it, it's uh, a uh, it's a video game episode, everyone. So this time, you know, we've we've previously done episodes on the Sega Mega Drive, the Sega Dreamcast. You know, the latter of which was a bit of a hit and miss console, to say the least. <laughs> I thought, I thought um, you were going to say a hit and miss episode, just like not our, <laughs> not one of our best. Um, um, but you know, even the Mega Drive had its dodgy moments. So I, I think I talked in the episode itself about the 32X and the Sega CD add-ons, um, mm. which got me thinking: What are the weirdest and dodgiest video game consoles of all time? So, for this episode, I've picked just three of my favourites, which I'd love to kind of have a go on, um, if you could even find one or get them working. Um, but yeah, just thought it'd be good to just take you through these odd eras of the past, these grand relics. Um, Compared to the, you know, we've got, because kids these days, you know, they've only got like the of <laughs> That didn't know, take it's, long. It's, it's the three, you got PlayStation, whatever the latest yeah. PlayStation is, whatever the latest Xbox is, and yeah. whatever weird, crappy, weird stuff that Nintendo's doing. That is yeah. it. Whereas back in the um, 80s and 90s, but particularly the 80s, there was just all sorts of crap going. There was Again, there was no quality control at all. Yeah. Um, and it led you, to the, you, the big... You, You've totally flipped. You're like, kids these days, they've got this and that and the other. And now you're saying, but back in my day, we had no quality control. Look, look, it was shit back then. I'm just saying, yeah. these kids these days don't know they're born. They don't know, that, you know. It, it, was, it, it, was, it was shit, but it was my shit, all right? Yeah. Um, so did you have any kind of odd consoles or video game accessories growing up? Because I know that we, we say that we, um, we were quite late in our a video game console mm. world, weren't we? Because we, we both had... The Mega Drive and the PlayStation, like a good three or four years after you were meant to yeah. have them. Late adopters. I, I, yeah, I always seem to have the console uh, after the one yeah. or before the one you were meant to have. So when everyone was was rocking a PlayStation Two, I just got a PlayStation One. Um, <laughs> and and when everyone was moving on to the Sega Saturn, that's, I was still playing my Mega Drive. Um, but no, I I, I was quite um, mainstream. In my in my video gaming back then, I had um, I was a late adopter, but I I, I stuck to those uh, big name consoles. I didn't really go yeah. down any of these strange avenues of uh, of, of crappier consoles. Well, um, this shows how old I am because um, growing up, because I I thought that my first console was the Mega Drive. Um, mm. I did play like you know we we finally got a computer in our house back when it was Windows three point one. Mm. And it was like um, the early '90s, and you know I played MS DOS games on that. But yeah. the first um... and my my brother had a had a Spectrum. He had oh he yeah, used to play, yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to play Dizzy on a Spectrum, so that was technically the household's first. Uh... Yeah, but bit too early for you though to yeah know, get into it. But yeah, growing up, um, me and my sister's first console was actually this thing called the Binatone TV Master Superstar. I had to actually ask her <laughs> what it was um, because. Uh, I, I just suddenly had this memory of it, and, and we talked about it over Christmas. And yeah, this it was something that was from like the seventies, but we it was just still hanging around our house for some reason. It must have been my brother's back in the day. I'll try and find yeah. a picture of it and send it to you now. Right. So you were even then you were a, a, a late adopter, but even more so, you were still playing. <laughs> no. It reminded me of um, 
there was a time where I went to this is when I was trying to play trying to be cool and play football mm. um, and it was I was probably about eight or nine I didn't really know anything about football and I went to just there was a like I might have been school or Cubs or something I went I went there to play and I didn't have like a Man United shirt like all the other mm. boys would have but my brother had one back when he was a kid bear in mind but this was the 19 like 1979 Man United top Be- because we should we should establish your brother is is quite a bit older than you isn't he yeah yeah, yeah. and and yeah I just turned up wearing this and you know no. now now that would be considered oh that's nice and vintage cool yeah whereas but- back then no, no, no. Because like the, the time difference was enough that it was old, yeah. but not but not retro. It's like no. it had to be a little. If it had been a little bit older, it would have been vintage and cool, but it hadn't yeah. quite reached. reached exactly. That if I turned up with like the nineteen eighty nine top, I might have been all right. But anyway, but. so here's here's the console. The first console I ever had is just a picture of it, right. just so you can see the kind of thing I'm talking about. Wow, that is that looks like. <laughs> How would you describe that? It looks like the um, the first computer console ever devised by man. <laughs> it probably was. So it's this this real this grey box um, which looks yeah. like a to- a toaster or something, and like a beige like toaster. A, yeah, yeah, and it's got these orange buttons and then a, a slot for the cartridge, and then these um, little joysticks. But they're attached to the. I don't think you could unplug them. They're attached to it, so you couldn't go very far, and and. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it played like um, you know pong and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, um, but yeah, because I think my brother was away at uni at that time, and so mm. you know, um, and yeah, I didn't get a proper console until maybe yeah ninety six. We got the Mega Drive, something like that. What I like about this, this whatever it's called, the Harmar Superstar. What I like about <laughs> this. <laughs> what I like about it is that there's clearly so little going on in terms of yeah. like the, des- the design and its capabilities that at the top is a big slot for the cartridge to go in, and then underneath that, taking up quite a bit of of, of, of the console, it's just a big button or a big sign with an arrow pointing up that says "cartridge in." So there's the cartridge, <laughs> there's the cartridge, sure. yeah, there's the cartridge slot, and then underneath it's just a big arrow saying "cartridge in." <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we just just had this thing knocking around, and uh, yeah, just pong and games like that. Um, but I knew no different, you know. Despite there being at that point several mm. better consoles out, you know, we'd had a couple of Nintendo ones by then. Even like yeah, the Spectrum and things like that. This was the this is what we had. So you know, I was about twenty years behind all my friends, pretty much. Um, so before we go into the ones I'm going to go into, uh, I like the idea. I like the idea of you walking around in an old Man United shirt, playing this, playing pong on this thing. And people think you've been like thawed out from a from a previous age with a with a hoverboard made out of cardboard, like I mentioned in the Back to the Future episode. Um, yeah. So uh, before I go into the uh, the consoles at length, the ones I've picked are a few honourable mentions first, and ones I hadn't uh, didn't know existed. So the Apple Pippin. Do you know about the Apple Pippin? No. So, um, yeah, App- Apple's only foray into games consoles was back in 1995. It cost $600, and it had a controller shaped like a Starfleet logo. Internet but yeah, just the fact. But Pippin of all the of all the names to pick, he chose that. Well, presumably it's a it's a play on Apple Pip. I would. Yeah, but like, <laughs> was it like so. a, also? Is it also a play on like it's it's popping? Was that like a, a cool slang term at the time? Is it something Michael Jordan would say? I don't know. Um, the metal. The sorry, the metal. The Mattel hyperscan. Uh, was in 1997, uh, where with this thing you would like scan um, a card, and that mm. would play your game and help select characters. But the only reason it was worth mentioning was because it had a built-in X-Men game of like the cartoon. So you would have liked it, I think. If mm. if, if nothing else, you would you would have been all over that. I'd have been, um, I'd have been running straight to the Mattel store to pick that one up. New Hyperscan video game system is here, featuring X-Men. It's where collectible card games meet video games. Scan your character, battle and gain power, rescan to save the power permanently back to your car. Hyperscan video game system with one controller and X-Men game pack. Other games coming soon sold separately. Rated E10 plus the team. Hyperscan Hyperscan. Hyperscan. 
Atari, you know, another big, uh, you know, games console manufacturer. They released yeah. their, their, you know, they had some classics, but they also had a failure in the form of the Atari Jaguar. Um, it was their attempt at competing with Sega and Nintendo in the early 90s. Some of you believe your system is the most advanced in the universe. Let's review the numbers. Sega Genesis is 16 bits. 3DO is 32 bits. The Atari Jaguar is 64 bits. Which is more advanced? Clifford! Hmm? 16 and 32 are less than 64. So with 64 bits, 3D graphics, real-world animation, and lightning speed that you can only get with Jaguar? Which is more advanced? Clifford! Can you repeat the question? Jaguar, Jaguar, Jaguar. Um, and then they they tried to keep it going with this Jaguar CD, and it just looks like. Well, I know what I think it looks like. Right. Um, see what you think when I find it for you here. When you end up plugging the the cartridge in as well. Yeah. Um, it just not only does it look like it's mating with each other, but um, <laughs> it looks like what well, can only be described. As an ugly toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it 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 looks like someone's got a, a George Foreman grill. Um, they've got a, a lean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've yeah. got they've got George Foreman's lean, mean, fat-reducing grilling machine, and on and on top of that, they put one of those old, proper old um, CD players. You know, the kind that if you were on a bus. <laughs> Uh, and it was, you know, you were bouncing oh, on yeah. the bus, the, the sound would skip. The, shock, the sort of, shock resistant thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They put one of those shock resistant CD players on the top of a George Foreman grill, and then on top of that is uh, is, is the cartridge that's, pl- that's plugged in right at the top. But there's not a huge arrow this time saying console in, <laughs> because but by, by this time, you know, computer games, video game players were more sophisticated. They they knew by now where the <laughs> they cartridge knew, went. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Um, then you have the Philips and Sony CDI, um, which cost the equivalent of $1,300, which is just bonkers. Today you're watching TV and this guy says... It's CDI, friends, the next generation CD player that works with your TV. And you'd say... But I have a CD player. Then your mom says... No, dear, CDI works with your television. You'd probably feel pretty dumb and maybe even fake it like you'd already experienced the ultimate in games, movies, music and more. Trust me, babe, I know about this CDI stuff. Now get into CDI, starting at $2.99 with $200 of free software. So they had, it was a weird one, because due to a quirk, that meant that um, Nintendo had licensed characters like Mario and Zelda. This meant that the CDI had these, like, they were allowed to use these characters, mm. but it wasn't Nintendo making them. So they had these weird sort of dreadful cartoon versions of these classic games. So the whole thing looks like a massive VCR, um, but look at I found a uh, cutscene of a game called Hotel Mario on this thing um, and yeah just look at the state of it <laughs> nice of the princess to invite us over for a picnic eh Luigi I hope she made lots of spaghetti Luigi look it's from Bowser dear pesky plumbers the Koopalings and I have taken over the Mushroom Kingdom. The princess is now a permanent guest at one of my seven Koopa hotels. I dare you to find her if you can. We gotta find the princess. And you gotta help us. If you need instructions on how to get through the hotels, check out the enclosed instruction book. Wow, I mean... <laughs> sudden, sudden, and quite unsettling breaking of the fourth wall. There, just that just came out yeah. of nowhere. In case that wasn't yeah. clear, Lu- Luigi was suddenly yeah. like, "And you, I got to help us." Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about the visuals. I'm not at all sure about the voice acting. Um, no. If I'm honest, I think they were going down the Bob Hoskins route, weren't they? Do you know what? It was. It was definitely. A, 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 was that around the time of the Hoskins movie? Or was that foreshadowing? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Because because that was quite. Too. That was quite more 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 gruff than I would, than I'd like to hear my Mario. It was like he was like, "Hey, come on, Luigi, we gotta go. We gotta." No. Okay, so let's um, start with the console that I've chosen, which is the Action Max, which is the ultimate like name for a console, isn't it? Um, This was a home video game console using VHS tapes for games. Would you believe? Wow. Um, It was manufactured in 1987 by a company called Worlds of Wonder. I will send you first an image of the console itself, so you can have a nice okay. idea of what it is and try and describe this for the listener, because it does not translate to audio, obviously. Interesting. <laughs> okay, yeah. so 
This one looks a little bit like a grey lunchbox um, with some buttons on <laughs> yeah. it. And now, the, 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 the picture you've just sent me, I don't know how much of this is like part... <laughs> part and parcel of the action max but um there's all there's also alongside this 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 lunchbox there is a uh sort of gunmetal gray plastic pistol um some some head some headphones but like those really old school headphones that yeah, with the sort of um foam coverings but they really hurt your ears do you know what yeah, i mean there's really old school ones. and yeah. and then because they were sort of like made of wire um and then also Something that looks like a yo-yo. Um, yeah, I think it's like a red light. I think it's something that you shoot the light gun with. I assume. I think okay. you, you you attach that to the telly. But anyway, here's yeah. um here's a little trailer of sorts, so you can get in the mood of uh, the late 1980s. Oh, you know I love being in the mood of the late 1980s. <laughs> the good stuff, anyway. Not like not all the bad stuff that was going. <laughs> not not like Bros. Like... And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not not the bad stuff like Bros. It's not that kind of podcast. This is identified as substantial buildup of hostile forces right here in our own backyard. And I'm giving you the green light to clean them out. Gentlemen, you're the man. Get up there and prove it. Okay, boy. Let's kick some. few things about that that commercial yeah um <laughs> for, first of all you know like now when um you you see a game and, and they've got like these really fancy visuals in, in the advert and then it comes up with a little caption saying like not in-game footage yeah. i feel like i feel like this might <laughs> be that. yeah i feel like this might be the advert that made that happen because in case you couldn't tell which you definitely couldn't there's basically there's like this young kid and he's like in flight training and then he's suddenly like piloting um like like a jet plane um, and and then it cuts to the game that looks not that looks nothing like that. Also, point point number two is that the game is apparently again like a like a jet pilot game where he's, he's you know some kind of like flight simulator. But he's he's you cut to him in his living room and he's just yeah. pointing pointing the yeah. light gun at his really like aggressively at the TV, being like yeah, shooting his TV. But like how how does the light gun translate to flying a plane? That is that is in no way like, equatable. Yeah. Also, I think um, Johnny needs to go to therapy. <laughs> well, yeah, I, <laughs> very aggressive yeah, no. boy. The way yeah. the way he was like holding that, yeah, I was like, mm, this could. I feel like this could take a dark turn at any point. <laughs> so the Action Max uh, system required the player to, um, yeah, it, it, well, you had to have a VCR. Obviously, <laughs> it didn't come with the console. It, it didn't put the. Uh, they didn't think of allowing you to at least put the VCR game into the into the machine um so you had to use light guns as you say and the players shoot at the screen which you know is pretty pretty good going for 1987 i guess um but the gaming was strictly point based and dependent on shot accuracy and as a result players can't apparently can't truly win or lose a game i don't really understand that that's just what wikipedia tells me but no, uh, no wonder, I, I no think wonder it, Johnny was so deranged that he's like <laughs> he's like I've been playing for hours and I can't win, but also I can't, I can't lose. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't lie. laughs> uh, it's just it's just the purgatory of video gaming, Mum. <laughs> um, so as you can guess, the only real genre on this system are light gun games um, that play mm. exactly the same way every single time, leading oh. to its very quick market decline. Um, so before playing, the way you do it, so yes, so you had a red sensor, which was that weird yo-yo thing that had to be attached to the lower right corner of the TV screen. Um, how does how does how does a light gun work with a v, like a VHS? I, I well, I don't know. I think the way it works is like I think the way that the old TV screens in particular worked was that mm. there were certain pixels or something on the on in on the. Whether you know it, whether it was you know a cartridge what? or a, or a do, you know I feel, do you know? What? I feel bad. I, I don't know like, the I, answers. To the question. I feel like I feel like I've asked you a question. I've taken you out of your comfort zone. You clearly don't know what you're talking about. Let's no, get no, back on. No. Let's get back on script. Look, I think um, I think it was just a very ingenious way that they found a way. I think it's one of the things. The way that they've said they can't really win or lose a game. I think as long as you yeah. shoot it directly near to a thing, like. It was just very hard. I don't know. I just can't see how. 
I, I don't know how they thought this was going to last, put it that way. Mm. Just because, no. as you say, you can only do a certain amount of uh, games, only certain genres. It's not like you're going to get, I don't know, you're not going to get Broken Sword on, on the Action Max, are you? Um, anyway, before playing, yeah, you had to put the red sensor in the lower right corner of the TV screen. Um, and it says that this corner contains a circle that was usually black, but flashes rapidly whenever something on the screen is targetable. So there you go. Um, at the same time, targets are highlighted by rapidly flashing panels for the player to shoot at. Uh, the console uses the corner circle and light from the targets picked up by the guns to determine when something has been hit. Does that make any sense? Doesn't make sense to me. But there you uh, go. N- Not really, but carry on. I thought you were going to go, I mean, I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, no. Um, flashes in sync with the corner circle count as enemy hits and earn points for the player. Flashes out of sync with the corner circle count as friendly hits and you lose points. So with this implementation, the unit can function with copies of the original VHS tapes, including those on more modern formats, apparently, such as DVD-R or personal computers. The console can work with any filmed footage properly formatted to function with the console's light gun. However... <laughs> only five VHS cassettes were actually released for the system. So you, there was only five games. So well, after all that, they only released no, well, five games. Well, no wonder there was market decline. Was do you know? <laughs> do you know if any of those five games were a flight simulator, or was that just a, an egregious lie? Oh well, I know I know every single one. So we got um, point thirty eight ambush alley, which is a police target range. You got um, Blue Thunder, which is based on the nineteen eighty three motion picture. Do you know Blue Thunder? I, I can't say I do. I think, I'm looking I, think it's about, I think it's about as notable in cinema as the Action Max is in the world of video gaming. Uh, Blue Thunder features a high-tech helicopter of the same name and stars Roy Scheider, Schneider. Daniel Stern, and uh, Michael McDowell. Who's Daniel Stern? You said that like you were excited. Daniel Stern was the bloke from Home Alone. Um, Marv. Oh, of course he was. Yeah. Yeah. And Mac yeah. McDowell. Mac in everything, isn't he? They had the ultimate weapon and the perfect plan. But Murphy stole their thunder. Now, Roy... Yeah, yes. I always thought... It, this is another um, Mandela effect. It isn't Roy Schneider. It's Roy Scheider. Uh, uh, no, do you know what it is? It's another, it's another Looney Tunes moment. Yeah. I, it's not I, Roy I was... Sh- It's Roy Scheider. The star of Jaws. Yeah, it's, it's Schneider, isn't it? Schneider? No, Schneider. Apparently, no N at all. No, no N there. Unless some weirdo has gone into Wikipedia and edited every <laughs> single one. Um, but it does say not to be confused with Roy Schneider, who is a physician in in uh, in America and a governor. Um, but yeah, yeah, there you go. Roy Schneider. Uh, new. Well, who says you don't? We've learned something on this today. Podcast. We've learned yeah, yeah not, not, nothing useful about video game consoles, but you've learned. No. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Blue Thunder, um, Hydro Sub, which is set in um, no, it's, yeah, Hydro Sub 2021. Brilliant. There's a reason we're doing this now. There's a game on the Action Max which was set in 2021. A futuristic underwater voyage. It says here, um, the rescue of Pops Ghostly, a comic haunted house adventure, and finally Sonic Fury Aerial Combat, which came with the system. So I assume that was the game in the advert. Fine. Um, a planned sixth cassette, Fright Night, possibly based on a 1985 horror film of the same name, was unreleased at this time when the Action Max was discontinued. <laughs> they were like, they were like, look, we, we were we were considering a, a, a tie into uh, to Fright Night, but after we couldn't capitalise on the huge box office success of Blue Thunder starring Roy <laughs> Scheider, we we decided to can it. Uh... So each game follows an identical gameplay format, differing only in theme, playing the same way each time. Would you like a little example of one game from the beginning? I would love it, Tom. So this is Hydro Sub 2021. I like how when you realised that it was 2021, you could have like played it cool <laughs> and started out. And, 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 and made it seem like it was the plan all along, but you, could, you yeah. couldn't contain your excitement. You're like, yes, I've just stumbled on a reason why we're talking about this. Brilliant. <laughs> Nailed it. Stand by for target practice. 
fire at the center of the flashing target. A steady aim is critical. To calibrate your game pistol, adjust the distance control on your base unit. Turn it toward minus if you're close to the screen, or toward plus if you're further away. The score signal will light when you hit a target, and points will be added to your score on the base unit. Now, reset your score by turning the power switch off and on again on your base unit. Prepare for action. Navigation. Explain. I, I can't, Captain. I, I've never seen anything like it before. Move aside, mate. Let me look at that. Good Lord. Can it be true? This may be it. The lost world. Man your battle stations. And gunny officers. We have to be prepared to defend the Sea Dragon against anything. Oh, I've heard many a tale of this accursed place. But I never thought I'd live to see it with my own eyes. And if the tales be true, then we'll be facing the most abominable creatures the gods ever put on this world, or any other. Yeah, because if, if you want to know what that uh, what that looked like, very much picture the production values of a Doctor Who episode from around about the same time. Um, that'll give you a little clue. <laughs> same yeah, enough. no, um, it is... Uh, it, I felt the intro... Um, scroll sounded like um mm. Richard Nixon for some reason it sounded like Richard Nixon was that's what he was doing in in, in exile um <laughs> post, yeah. post watergate yeah <laughs> suffice to say the action max didn't last so uh we'll go on to number 2 on my list which is the virtual boy have you heard of the virtual boy <laughs> not no no, this was a downright strange piece of kit uh, that was a miracle that it didn't kill Nintendo. It is a national Nintendo product. So, um, released in 1995, um, it was marketed as the first console capable of displaying stereoscopic 3D graphics. Um, and essentially, the player had to use the console like a, a head-mounted display, and you place the head, you place your head against the eyepiece to see a red monochrome display. And then it uses what is called a parallax effect to create the illusion of 3D and depth. Um, yeah, sales failed to meet targets. <laughs> Nintendo ceased distribution and game development by 1996, having released only 22 games for the system. So I'll, I'll send you a trailer um, and just just the, just the state of what it looked like alone is, is a mirror. I don't know what they were thinking. All right. I feel like stereoscopic is, is yeah. not a real word. Also, like I feel, I feel like that's next to supermarination in the it's uh, like macromation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. In, in the lexicon of made-up yeah. words, it's right alongside it. It came from the third dimension with its own brain, its own voice, its own legs. There's only one problem. It needs your eyes. Virtual Boy. See it now in 3D. Alright, so there's a lot going on there. Um, first of all, the, the console itself looks like a pair of binoculars <laughs> on, on long yeah. metallic legs. Like, did it actually yes. have the legs? Yeah, I've sent like you. Me. I've sent you a picture of what it looked like uh, in situ. And that's exactly what I thought. It was like, yeah, <laughs> just eyes on legs. Essentially, <laughs> yeah, no, really, really, wow, okay, yeah, really unsettling, and also to kind of add to that unsettling vibe, they have they have decided to um, <laughs> to put out a promotional campaign in which uh, a human is is sort of absorbed into the like it's like something out of an alien movie, like really, really sinister. It needs your eyes, like who's a, like so ba- so baffling. Yeah, not only look at the, the state of it, but just how heavy the damn thing must have been. It's ridiculous. Um, so, development of the Virtual Boy lasted four years and began under the project name VR32. 
Uh, Nintendo entered a licensing agreement to use a, as you say, stereoscopic LED eyepiece technology, which had been in uh, development since the 1980s by the US company Reflection Technology. Uh, it also built a factory in China to be used only, only for Virtual Boy manufacturing. So I love that there was a whole factory just for this monstrosity. Um, over the course of development, uh, the console technology was downscaled due to high costs and potential health concerns, um, and an increasing amount of resources. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't just <laughs> skip past that. What do you mean health concerns? No, <laughs> I think I'll, I think we'll go into this in a minute. But um, yeah, the, the actual console was not good it wasn't good for you like they always say that video games like you know corrupt youth and all this kind of stuff yeah. but the, the fact that you've got it on your because to play it you've got to put your head right up to it and it's like and 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 the angle of it's really weird and it's all just like red and horrible apparently you can't play it for too long because it, it it just it'll just fuck you fuck up you up yeah. yeah um yeah, so the technology was downscaled due to high costs and potential health concerns, and an increasing amount of resources were reallocated to the de- development of the Nintendo 64 instead, which was Nintendo's next <laughs> home hell. console. So, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of like, I sort of just um, caught, caught up with myself where I realised like what what the period was. The idea, yeah. the, idea that yeah. Ninten- the idea that Nintendo was like, we could yeah. we could fund GoldenEye on, on the N64, or... <laughs> Oh, this fucking thing! This weird yeah. binoc- this weird binocular, binoculars, a pair of binoc- binocular, pair of binoculars <laughs> on metal legs that that absorbs you and, and and actually causes you like physical harm. We could we could put all our money in that or the N sixty four, one of the greatest consoles of all time. Uh, so in the end, the Virtual Boy. I mean, they've they've gone too far with it. They had to do something with it. So they they pushed they pushed it to market it in an unfinished state. Apparently, in 1995, they just went, "Go on then, fine. Um, we'll we'll just we'll try it." <laughs> I, like, um, I, like, I like the idea. They're like, oh, "What are we gonna do? I don't know. We'll, we kind of run out of money. Put it put it out unfinished. I mean, will, will that cause people harm? No more <laughs> harm than if it if it were finished. So that's that's a plus." As you can guess, the Virtual Boy was panned by critics, uh, and it was a commercial failure. It was not a critical success. Not a um, Even after repeated price drops, <laughs> um, its failure has been attributed to its high price, its monochrome display, unimpressive stereoscopic effect, lack of true portability, and health concerns. But I love the fact they made it out like it was this portable thing, like you were meant to, yeah, going to take it to the park and play it with my mates. Like, no, look at it. It's huge, and you've got to have a table, and you've got to have it plugged in, so it's pointless. Yeah. What's, also, what's the point? also, again, if it's like, yeah, put down to its, its lack of portability, um, it's, again, health concerns. <laughs> I, I think that should, be top of, that should be top of the list. Like you, end up, you end up like a mangled beast of a human after playing yeah. this. Um... Yeah, because the Virtual Boy, and I think the reason it just didn't work is that you had to be, it was meant to be used while sitting down at a table, mm. while also plugged in. So it, it it's not like you could play it anywhere, and apparently um, you could also buy like a, a harness <laughs> to, to use while standing, and it's just how lame must you have been? Just the idea of like... Uh, just I'm just, uh. I'm, I'm, now, I'm now picturing you circa like, Ninety. No, actually, it would be too late. Probably like two thousand and five. In a man, <laughs> in, a man in a man, in a man, in a really old Man United shirt with a cardboard hoverboard underneath your feet, strapped into your Virtual Boy harness. Ah <laughs> oh, dear. Well, most of the games, annoyingly and uh, ironically, weren't even virtual, like virtual reality or even three D. They were just sort of regular games on a red display. So you had things like um. Like uh, Tetris, just Tetris. Like so, you'd you'd just you'd go in going yeah, three D Tetris. No, nope, just Tetris, normal Tetris, but red. Do you like do you like Tetris? But want to see it in just red and really up close to your face? Then that's what you're gonna get with a Virtual Boy. <laughs> do you want to? Uh, do you want to wear a harness while you play Tetris? <laughs> well, this is the console sort of for you. <laughs> um, it even had like an automatic pause mode apparently because um, they knew if you kept playing for more than 30 minutes it would damage your eyes so it would automatically pause so whether you wanted to or not it would just go 
Now, dude, it's time for you to put it down for a minute. I mean, you could turn the turn that mode off if you wanted to and kill mm. yourself, but yeah. it's, it's, um, oh, it's damaging my eyes. I better better stop playing. Oh, this this fucking harness takes so long to take <laughs> off. I gotta my retinas are burning. <laughs> Jesus! Ah. <laughs> um, I'll show you um, a bit of gameplay footage. This is from uh, Mario Tennis, and apparently it's it's a decent it's a decent three D tennis game for the time, but just. The way that it's just all red just is silly. So right, well, especially especially tennis, where it's, it feels like it should be green, and it's like it just feels like it's all covered in blood or something. It's really weird. Anyway, here's Mario Tennis on the Virtual Boy. I hope it's a short clip because I feel like this is going to damage my eyes. <laughs> You get the you get the, the idea. Well, what what you couldn't see there was that the uh, the game's opening uh, again opening scroll uh, advertised not just its instruction booklet but its precaution booklet. It's never <laughs> that's never good, is it? When I, when I you have to you have to sign a waiver before you even start playing the game. Also, and yeah. I just want to before we move on mention that. Um, that was one of the oddest flights of fancy you have ever gone on, where you st- you started talking. It fi- it feels like it should be green because it's tennis, but instead it it's it's like a tennis match except drenched in blood. And like you've gone on some strange fucking flights of fancy throughout this podcast, but that was that was one of the oddest, Tom. I just had to look. It's been a long lockdown, all right. <laughs> uh, suffice to say, the Virtual Boy didn't last. Anyway, finally, my favourite of the games I've chosen, and I wish I had one of these because it looks it looks um, uh, it looks uh, wizard, as uh, as Anakin Skywalker would say. Um, this is the Coleco Telstar Arcade. Now, before I get into it, just look at it, and you tell me that you wouldn't want to play with this thing. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Try and explain that one. I literally don't know how. So it's like... <laughs> that, that is everything in the kitchen sink. So it's sort of like... Like triangular... And it's, it's, it's very it's very it's the wood era of games where everything was panelled in wood. <laughs> yeah, that fa- yeah that famous wood era of games. Um, yeah, it's sort of like like a brown triangle, partly made of plastic, but as you say, partly sort of wood panelling. And then on yeah. the right on the right hand side of of the triangle is uh, a steering wheel, like a whole kind of. Um, yeah. Dashboard for a car, and then on the left-hand side is a is a gun um, stuck in a holster. So it's this really, really, really odd odd setup. And then it kind of looks like there's a, a mixing desk. Yeah. Up to, up, up top. <laughs> yeah. I, I think on the other side there's like a, a proper joystick or something and some and some knobs and things. But the gun isn't like a normal like light gun. It's like an actual like handgun, like a proper like. <laughs> Smith and, and Wesson or something. Yeah, like, and it's yeah. just got it kind of awkwardly wedged into the side of this thing. Very and you probably odd. don't realise, but on top of it there is yeah. um is a cartridge. That's what the cartridge looked like, was this little triangle thing that you'd put on top of it. It's like right. inserted into it. <laughs> Do you know what this looks like? This looks like if aliens yeah. sort of sort of saw humans. Uh, yeah. and sort of saw our video game consoles and then tried to recreate it but they, they sort of got the gist but they didn't quite understand the specifics and this is what or, you'd end up with this monstrosity it's like uh, Homer Simpson's car that he came up with in, um, yeah, no, in yeah, Simpsons that's, isn't it? that's exactly what it is like, yeah. like, oh, can, we, can we put a steering wheel on it? yeah definitely we can oh what about a whole dashboard? yeah and a mixing desk? sure what about a gun? sure chuck that in there yeah it's kind of got everything you want and yet I really really don't want it so we've, we've um we've already talked we've already said everything on there, but I'll, I'll read what it says officially. The yeah. Coleco Telstar Arcade is formed like a triangle. On every side are other game-specific controls. There is a side with a steering wheel and a lever, a side with a light gun, and a side with two paddles. Depending on the game played, the player may use another side. What does that mean? Oh, right. Okay. Maybe maybe some games you can use both or all three. Imagine doing all three. <laughs> Amazing. Just dancing um, around. Uh, I guess anyway, if, you were, a... if you were playing like Grand Theft Auto on, on this, yeah. on this, bad yeah, boy. why not? Imagine that. Oh, they're missing a trick there. 
Rockstar, get in touch with Coleco. Anyway, um, here's a trailer for the game. Console. <laughs> this is one of the program cartridges you snap into new Telstar Arcade, the three-way microprocessor console. Start with this roaring road race. Gun the throttle. Faster. A crash. Score. Next, turn to tennis for more video action. A new challenge. Quick draw with electronic pistol for target shooting. Got him. All games in full color. Other cartridges available with different programs. So hitch your TV to a Telstar. <laughs> Telstar Arcade by Coleco. Right, what what pisses me off <coughs> is, yeah. is that is that no matter how kind of ludicrous and and outrageous the design of the it doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter if it's if it's a uh, uh, a George Foreman grill with a CD player stuck on top. Doesn't matter if it's some kind of man-eating pair of binoculars, or now now this console that looks like something that Donald Trump would have designed with a, <laughs> with, a with a steering wheel and a gun plug plugged into it. At the end of the day, all you can play on any of these things is fucking pong. Like that's all they're, and they're all going, they're like, yeah, you can you can totally like drive with this steering wheel and, and play pong, or pick up a light gun and play pong. Fly, fly a plane, but it's basically pong. Um, again, similar to uh, the other one we talked about before, there were um, the action maps. There are only a certain amount of actual games you can get on this thing. So mm. uh, it came out in 1977 in Japan and North America. Sadly, not over here. Uh, back when, again, no quality control. Just you know, fuck it, as you say, pong or nothing else. It does look like a lot of fun to me. So the games came on these silver coloured cartridges, each containing apparently an MOS technology uh, microchip, and there were a total of four game cartridges released for the system, and every cartridge has a triangular shape which connects to the top of the console, you just sort of slide it in. Um, so all the games are thus, so cartridge number one, you've got Road Race, Tennis or Pong, uh, and Quick Draw, so those are the main the main games you saw in the advert there. Mm. Cartridge two was uh, Hockey, Tennis, so still called Tennis. I assume it's the same thing. Handball, which is probably exactly the same, but they're just <laughs> pretending it's a different game. And uh, Target, which I guess is the same as Quick Draw. Uh, cartridge 3 is Bonus Pinball, Shooting Gallery, which is surely the same as Quick Draw and Target. Shoot the Bear, which is surely the same as Quick Draw, Target and Shooting Gallery. But with a bear. Um, and, de- and Deluxe Pinball, which is surely the same as Bonus Pinball. But there you go. Uh, cartridge 4 was Naval Battle, uh, blast away and speedball, which I assume is the same as tennis, tennis and handball. Um, I have to say the uh, the first time I'd heard of this console, I have to give a shout out to the Angry Video Game Nerd YouTube series. Um, this brilliant YouTube series where he talks about all these type of old games and consoles and things. So I thought I'd just um, show you because he he actually got his hands on one and gets to play it. So I'll show you a little clip of that now and a little homage to one of my YouTube heroes. At last, we have the Coleco Telstar Arcade. Look at this mess. A steering wheel? A gun? What madman came up with this? Believe it or not, it actually uses cartridges. Have you ever seen a cartridge like this? A silver triangle that snaps onto the top of the console? There you go. He's he's talking my language. Yeah, (laughs) see? Um, Suffice to say, the ColecoVision... Um, not ColecoVision, the Coleco Telstar Arcade didn't last. So, um, those are the three that I chose. So, thoughts on on said consoles? I I do you know I feel like there's yeah often when we look back on certain TV shows and you think you know, why why were they not more successful? Why were they only why did they only <laughs> later go on to become a cult classic? <laughs> Similarly, yeah, you know, some of the some of the film. Uh, films and film franchises we covered you think why wasn't it a success at the box office why did it only receive mixed <laughs> reviews oh, I feel like these these had their shot I don't I, I feel like they had a, a, exactly as much success as as they deserve if you were yeah. going to rank the three like what yeah how would you how would you rank them are we ranking them what what the best ones or the shittiest I, from ones? Be, for, yeah no from best to worst um well the worst one is probably I think um, I think best has to be that last one purely for the design. Yeah, design aspect that is the best, and then um, probably the action max, and then the virtual boy is the worst. In terms by far, of design, by far the worst yeah. is is the virtual boy. It's some kind of crime against yeah. humanity that requires you to strap 
It's some kind of like yeah. sadomasochistic tool. <laughs> yeah. You strap yeah. yourself into a harness in order to cause yourself physical pain. In that, in the actual games, like the gameplay, um, the Virtual Boy is probably the best one just because it's the latest one, and the, if you've got the hang of it, it's probably all right. Whereas yeah, the other but, two are very old and they don't really work. But but yeah. but, but but it's it's the it's the best because it's the most recent. But then also yeah. it's you're, you're you're putting it up against GoldenEye sixty four. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> it's bonkers to think they came out at the same time. But yeah, so you know, in an age where it's the norm to, you know, when you've got two or three consoles and that's it, there was this weird time we had this countless odd monstrosities all vying for our attention and your, you know, for your parents' money as well. Uh, and e- even as recent as like yeah, mid to late nineties, these things were being produced. So, you know, but even we did the Dreamcast episode, and as Dreamcast proved, doesn't always go to plan, even when you have a good idea. So, no. Um, but you know, yeah. I feel like I feel like in on this occasion, a, a monopoly is not such a bad thing. No. If this is if this is if this is the kind of well, shit that was being put out, I think th- things like the Virtual Boy and the uh, the Telstar Arcade had to happen mm. to get to where we are now. I, where it's like, right, let's just stick to the the, the main I, ones. I'm I'm not sure that the Virtual Boy ever had to happen. I feel I feel slightly I feel slightly ashamed for humanity that it ever did happen. I feel like it's a dark period of our history that we shouldn't ever talk about again. Because only now we're finally getting like virtual reality type things mm. that are relatively good. Um, and yeah. I feel like the Virtual Boy probably set it back like 20 years because that yeah. came out and it was shit and lame. And it was like, no, I don't want virtual reality. It's crap. And so the guys that wanted to do virtual reality properly like, no, no. And they couldn't get the funding because the Virtual Boy ruined it. So, so maybe finally they've, they've laid the, 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 laid the, you know, they yeah, laid the I mean, to I- the Virtual Boy. I don't. I don't feel like an Oculus comes with a precaution booklet. That's. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so that is it. A brief but fun journey down a very bizarro memory lane. Thanks for listening, as ever. Um, if you head to twogeekstwobeers dot com, you can subscribe and download wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you know, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Global Player, Podbean, loads of places. So please do rate and review us on there. It does mean a lot when you do. And please do get in touch either via our social channels, which is at 2GeeksCast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Or you can email us at podcast at 2Geeks2Beers.com. Yes, and we are also on uh, Patreon, where if you uh, donate just a little bit of money, um, you will get access to all kinds of goodies, uh, outtakes, uh special mini episodes where we dissect the latest developments in geek pop culture if you spend enough you even get a special mini episode just for you uh, about any topic of your choosing or even a full length episode that's the top tier you get a full length episode uh, just for you about any topic of your choosing uh, and again we'd really appreciate your support uh, any money you do donate goes directly back into uh, funding our recording sessions paying for our equipment that type of thing Cool. Well, um, to play us out, um, I'm going to go for... Um, it was a hard one. I was trying to work out what, what song to choose. And then I remembered, growing up, it would have been like 1999, 2000, I was a big fan of Eiffel 65. And I even had Eiffel 65, the album. It wasn't just Blue Dabba Dee. They had lots of uh, catchy tunes. Um, and one such tune on the album was a song called My Console, and it is just them singing about how much they love games and shit. Um, so I was going to play that, but I wanted to just read you the lyrics of the song mm. first because it's absolutely hilarious. So it goes, we're going to play... It says here, this is, this is the lyrics, we're going to play the game The PlayStation all day with Metal Gear Solid to Tekken 3 and from Amiga Boost to Resident Evil, just play for the fun because we got it going on. Tekken 3, Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil, Gran Turismo, Amiga Boost, Bloody Raw, X-Files, Another World. Come on, Ridge Racer, Odd World. We get a living, that game in our possession. Then they just spell out PlayStation. Um, yeah, but like, it, I mean, can you can you guess what era it was? Just I, 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 I mean, I feel uh, like you're expecting a lot from the wordsmiths that did bring us I'm Blue, Dabba Dee Dabba Die, Dabba Dee Dabba Die. I feel like I feel like it's a step up. So here's the next song on our two geeks um, curated playlist, which um, we we forgot to up. It is on Spotify actually. We, we should haven't updated it for a while. I might update it soon. Um, if you search two geeks two beers on Spotify, not only will you find our podcast, but you might be able to find our might be able to find 
uh, hopefully you'll be able to find our, our playlist that we're putting together of uh, songs that we played on the show so here you go this is my console by Alpha 65 see you next time we gonna play the game, the PlayStation on J With the Metal Gear Solid to check and play And from Omega Bell to Resident Evil Just play for the fun, cause we got it going on When you, when you were at school, um, mm. talking about Eiffel 65, you know we were, we were at school when it came out. Did you yep. did you know what the lyrics were, or was there ever any debate amongst you and your friends as to what the lyrics to, to Blue by Eiffel 65? Oh, I don't know what, the, what the, the 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 verse or the chorus. The the chorus, more the chorus. Oh, I because, don't know. What what did you think it was? Well, no one knows. So I I I had. Um, a, f- a friend may be uh, maybe stretching it, but I I, I knew someone who uh, couldn't couldn't come to terms with the idea that Eiffel sixty five were just spouting gibberish. Dabba dee dabba die. He was <laughs> he was convinced that the lyrics were in fact I'm blue in Aberdeen I will die, and that it was in fact <laughs> the song was in fact a melancholy tale of a man <laughs> of, of, of a man with depression. He's blue and he's spending his last night in Aberdeen and he's planning wow. and he's planning to die by suicide. I'm blue in Aberdeen. I will die. <laughs> For some reason, it's like I have to go to Aberdeen. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to go to Aberdeen. And do it. But but what a, wow. what, an, what an odd thing! Dark. What an odd thing to set to a jaunty Euro pop tune. I'm blue in Aberdeen. I will die in Aberdeen. I will die. <laughs> <laughs>